Welcome to Study Buddy, meditation philosophy for the heart of your practice. This is a live online discussion of ancient yogic texts amongst meditation practitioners in the Shambhavananda yoga tradition. My name is Acharya Satyam, I'm the resident teacher at Konalani Yoga Ashram in Hawaii, and I welcome you with love and respect. Namaste everyone, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited about our class today. Um, it's really something that you can bring with you, uh, that you can really bring around with you in your life and in your practice, that I hope uh, it just serves you endlessly. Um, today we're, we're going to delve into and talk about the concept of the our energy as a wheel. And we're going to check in with ourselves about how do we keep that wheel turning. Um, and we find that the actual process of just checking in to see if your wheel is turning is a practice unto itself that can serve you endlessly. Um, so very excited about the material. Um, welcome, everyone. Welcome back for those of you who are just started this program with us. Uh, Prabhupati, good to see you again. Shranane, welcome to the program. I don't know if I've seen you in this exact context before for this class, so welcome, exciting. Yogita, welcome back. All right, and, uh, and obviously everyone, thank you again for being here, for sharing this time together. Um, we'll start by getting centered with our breath and in our bodies and in our seats um, with a baya. Hi, everybody. So nice to be here with you. It's been so exciting to hear Babaji talk about finding the seat. And so let's experiment with some of the things that Babaji has, has been teaching us. And so you're welcome to close the eyes if it helps you feel your seat. You can imagine your awareness pouring out of the mind and down through the spine and then ever so gently start to rock the pelvis forward. Feel how the body gently shifts the weight forward. You might feel more awareness in the front of the body when you do this and then rock the pelvis back and notice how you might have more awareness through the back of the body. See if you can lengthen as you do this and play with rocking forward and rocking back a little less each time until you can find that balance point that Babaji has talked about where the front and the back are equally supporting you. And there's that moment of weightlessness, buoyancy. When you find it, pause and breathe and appreciate the space that you've cultivated. And then we'll experiment a little with this weightlessness. So now play with pushing into 
If you're in a chair, just your right foot. If you're seated on a cushion, maybe it's your right foot and knee and allow the body to go the other way ever so gently. Less is more, it's really subtle. And then try the same thing with the left foot or the left knee, basically whatever's contacting the earth. And play with pushing into one side at a time, letting the body ever so gently respond to that pressure. And then just like before, let that pressure get less and less until you find the balance point between right and left. And you might notice the side bodies subtly waking up to support you. And then eventually you'll land at that balance point where the right and left sides are perfectly matched. And there's that effortless effort and weightlessness. And from this space, we can begin our practice. All right, let's begin with a little pronunciation of the Sanskrit. I found this one to be a little tricky. Um, so let's take it slow. Yo vipashto. Yo, actually, there's no diacritical mark on the end, so I guess it's yo vipasto. Yo vipasto. Yo vipasto. And then this is the tricky one. Yahe. Yahe. And then tushcha. Tushcha. So the C is a CH sound, cha. And the S is a, with the diacritical is an SH sound. So tushcha. And of course, that's just my limited understanding of Sanskrit, just based on general pronunciation. Um, so let's try to put them together. Yo vipasto yahe tushcha. Yo vipasto yahe tushcha. The one who rules the wheel of energies becomes the cause of inserting knowledge in others. The one who rules the wheel of energies becomes the cause of inserting knowledge in others. Let's break this sutra down a little bit. I found there to be about three pretty clear sections to this concept right here that you're seeing. One, the one who rules. So that's something we have to learn how to do. Two, the wheels of energy. What are those? Uh, and then three, the reward of this work is that uh, we become the cause of, that's a very specific language, the cause of inserting knowledge in others. So what is, does that mean just teaching or does it mean other things as well as like, you know, correcting someone? Okay, so let's take a moment to look at those three facets as they're described in the sutra and see how it unfolds for you. So first uh, we'll have a little reading from Shranane, welcome. Oh, so uh, if you want to unmute and you can read this slide, everybody. 
Oh, okay. Uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> we also have energy, the master who has established sovereignty over the wheel of energies, Shakta Chakra, is not played by these energies, but is instead the player. The wheel of energies is classified in two segments. The energies pertaining to cognition, Yane Andreas, and the energies pertaining to action, Karma Andreas. Baby. Way to go. Thank you. Very courageous reading. Great job. So, of course, take a moment if you need to read through it, anyone, uh, for different kinds of learning styles. So right away, we see that these wheels of energy, Shakti Chakra, pretty cool word, Shakti Energy Chakra Wheel. So literally a wheel of energy um, can either play us or can become the thing by which we play, the thing by which we move through our life. Um, and then we're told and we'll go into that a little bit more later, then we're told that these wheels sort of take two forms in our life. Uh, energies pertaining to cognition, so thoughts, energies pertaining to action. Um, that was interesting to see the differentiation. You don't, I don't see action and thoughts really grouped together very much in the sutras. I, I thought it was exciting because I thought this gave a little nod to yoga, um, you know, as a way of sort of working with our bodies. Um, and of course, we have many, many practices that help us work with our minds. Um, and so we're introduced to this concept, okay, we've got these wheels turning uh, that are helping us get us through our day, get us through our life. Um, when those wheels turn without your awareness, you're sort of running on patterned behaviors. So thoughts that just keep coming up in your mind, a worry that just keeps coming up, keeps coming up, keeps coming up, right? Or on the physical level, it could be like uh, your posture when you're on your phone, your posture when you're driving, These this thing that sort of like as energy flows through this posture over and over, it creates, uh, well, maybe suffering of some kind, pain, injury, similar with the mind. So this sutra is saying, we run according to these wheels, both in body and mind. So let's talk a little bit more about that in sort of the perspective the sutra takes on how we should be working with these wheels of energy. And next reader, Chelsea. Wheels of energy. These Shakti chakras protect these ignorant souls by providing them with taste, with form, with touch, with smell, and with whatever else they need. This so-called protection is not really protection because it provides them with these sensual pleasures. Thanks, Tulsi. Great to see you, by the way, as always. 
so we need these wheels to literally roll through and navigate our life. They help us, you know, thousands of years ago, taste the difference between something healthy and something poisonous, maybe with the tip of our tongue, you know, or see that which we need, you know, to, to go on with our life. Okay. But as we know, because of our work in yoga, those um, seeming powers of the senses in the mind can, can become limitations when we're only living within their patterns. When our joy in life can only come through our pattern behaviors, then that joy just diminishes, right? Slowly but surely. And um, that's what we'll see in this next sutra as we can, I mean, this next passage as we continue. Hey, Roseanne, would you like to teach? I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead, teach this sutra. <laughs> you got it. You can read at least. Okay. Annapurna, good to see you. Bundled up there in Chicago. Ruling the wheel. The person who is influenced by the wheel of energies, which means who is dependent on their senses, is not able to protect themselves. So how could they possibly protect others? They are constrained to follow the demand of their senses. So how could they possibly elevate others? It cannot, it is impossible. Thanks, Annapurna. This is a pretty firm moment in the sutra. I was like, okay, well, there's no question here. But if we, if you, if we are ruled by our pattern, the behaviors and thoughts, meaning if we're stuck in that loop, um, it's, we're going to have a hard time being effective. Uh, one very simple um, example is when you're maybe, you know, uh, having a challenging moment with someone and you just sort of keep repeating yourself about what, you know, your perspective and what you're, you know, what you're going through and how they need to change and how this situation is their fault. And how if you're really in that pattern, thought and pattern, emotion, and you just keep feeling it, keep feeling it, it's almost like you get less and less effective the more and more you talk. But when you give it a little time and you sort of slide out of that pattern a little bit, just time, right? It's such a great healer. Um, we find, oh, suddenly that situation, we can talk about it and be much more effective. Well, time does heal all wounds, but our practice can really accelerate that process. So we can access our practice to get out of those patterns and, and really have this effect. Uh, we can be the change we wish to see in the world, right? As Gandhi put it. And this was a teaching that Swami Rujananda gave. Uh, it was very similar. And, and it, I wanted to include it in the reading of the sutra um, because it, it became this sort of point sort of became a bit of a fulcrum for me in the sutra, a way of working with it that we're going to look at just right after this quote. But let's hear from from Rudy here with a little reading.
Jatila. Okay. Um, ruling the wheel. Many people wish to see themselves as pink angels with blue wings walking among the unfortunate, spreading light and love. It is a revelation to find you are one of the unfortunates. Great effort is needed to produce this insight, making it possible to feel gratitude within. This revelation during the surrender is what shocks a man into acceptance of his true situation. Thanks, Tila. So Swami Rujananda, um, you know, very direct teacher for anyone who might be unfamiliar. It's hard to know exactly where we're all at in our sadhana. But we sort of by default see ourselves as above our stuff and thinking that, you know, oh, this needs, this person needs a change for like this. They need to be like this. And we sort of feel like that's our default. And Rudy's telling us here that we actually should be spending a lot more of our energy just working on ourselves in that moment. Um, and that that's like the great revelation of our practice that, oh my gosh, all that energy I'm spending outside of myself to change, to fix this world that I found around me, whether that's literally just arranging furniture, you know, or whatever, bigger, obviously, uh, all that energy could have a place in me, could have a bigger effect in me that I actually need to be whoa, I need to be doing this work. Now that's a great revelation. And that it takes great effort to actually even have that revelation. And that that kind of revelation is what makes it possible to have real gratitude within, to start to really grow. And so this became really the turning point um, for me in the sutra. It gave me, this is the fulcrum upon which this sutra revolved, this wheel turned for me. Um, as I was working with the sutra in preparation for this class, um, it just kept coming down to this one question that I could ask myself at any moment during my day, no matter what I was going through, you know, is my wheel turning? Is my wheel turning? Like I could ask you right now, it's my wheel turning. And it's not so important to answer that question, yes or no. The real answer to that question is turning your wheel right then in that moment, whether it's with yoga, mantra, breath, circulating your energy, breathing into your heart, offering up some gratitude, um, feeling your body as you're doing that dish, feeling your feet on the floor, so many ways, it's endless, the ways we're given so many tools. And so that question is itself, become, itself becomes the answer in a way, it becomes the work. Because as we see in the conclusion of the sutra, um, the knowledge that we're trying to insert in others is not physical knowledge like words or ideas or how to do this or how not to do that that the knowledge is has more of an energetic quality 
Um, and so this will be our, our last little portion of the sutra. Shirley, welcome. Good to see you. Um, if you want to read this one out loud for us. In searching knowledge in others. In the present sutra, the Sanskrit word ya means the energy of knowledge, yana shakti. For those who are their disciple, this master becomes the source of knowledge and by the energy of that knowledge, they become successful in inserting knowledge into their disciples. Thank you. So the sutra is quick to point out that it might, we might be talking about knowledge, but in reality, we're talking about the energy of knowledge. And it's by the energy of knowledge, it, or it's the energy of knowledge that is actually being transmitted. So I think a very common way that Babaji teaches us this uh, very often is that he might say that it's the state of being of the teacher that has the biggest effect on the student, right? That one should always really take stock of their inner state as they're teaching and to not sort of look past that to be, for example, if you're on the yoga mat, Oh, what are, what's my next cue, but to really be in your experience and in the present. And then, of course, with meditation and all the different layers of teaching that go on in yoga. So let's use this as our fulcrum, as our turning point. And uh, you can ask yourself right now, is my wheel turning? And so we'll just take a moment with that. This is the, as Rudy put it, sort of the revelation of our true condition. The answer to this question is not one of judgment. The answer is literally feeling where you're at and turning the wheel from within, from in this moment. It's very easy to imagine a wheel almost like um, next to a river, turning with the river. And the river is your breath. You know, the, the breath really quite easily turns this wheel in our heart. But perhaps mantra in the breath for you or the breath and the visualization of your heart. And so this moment is the product, not of being told to do something, but of you literally just asking yourself, is my wheel turning? And then going from there with your practice. And see if you can keep your wheel turning, you know, right now, as, as we move into our free writing session, uh, if anybody's new, I apologize uh, if I didn't remind you earlier, but having a pen and pencil could be, or pen and paper could be really helpful. Um, but no matter whether you, 
you have a pen and paper or not, just take a moment and just bring the hand up in front of you and and imagine a, a thread from the middle of the heart that goes out through the arm up to the fingertips to this imaginary writing utensil in the air. And just write one word that sort of describes your feeling right now. Does you know you don't have to stick to this just to get the ball rolling. And try to feel in your heart while you write this one word. It could be the word wheel. It could be whatever you want. And as you transition to actually writing with a pen or a pencil on paper, keep that inner wheel turning as you write and start to experience uh, the underlying message of the sutra. And so we'll write for about three minutes. So take your time. You can write about any aspect of the sutra that stands out to you anything in it that you want to write about, but keep asking yourself, is my wheel turning as I write? Just a little bit of time left. Welcome to keep writing, or you could even pause and just feel your wheel turning.
and wherever you're at, letting it come to a natural conclusion. And then as we often conclude, um, we try to take a, a breath to let it all go. And then reread what you wrote, um, underlining uh, anything that really stands out to you as something that really felt real for you. And then if you want to throw that keyword possibly, or if it's more than a couple words in the chat box, it'd be a fun jumping off point for us. And we'll start discussing this. Am I the player or being played? Yes. Shaktipat. Fire. Self-care. Presence. Humbled. Saraswati. Observing. River of Shakti. We have a double Shakti pot. <laughs> cool. Observe. Just double observe. Grace. Assume the attitude of being wrong. Open. Open to all situations and people. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to open up the floor if anyone's excited to share. Um, please either unmute, raise your hand, or whatever feels right, but go for it. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> nice to hey, see you. You too. <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote um, present because um, I think like becoming more inwardly aware, um, which is what that exercise allowed me to do is go inside and become much more present, much more aware, <clears throat> as well as feel an expansion so mm. when I felt that expansion there was like a surge of gratitude at that moment as well so um yeah that's excellent that's felt. pretty yeah I don't know if you could ask for more from a two-minute <laughs> meditation that's awesome <laughs> and by the way if you all don't have it in gallery mode it can be pretty fun at this point in the um class to do so That's pretty special that you um, experienced that those stages, it really felt like that's the stages the sutra was giving us. It was a stage of simply recognizing where we're at, then just starting to turn our wheel. And then as Rudy said, gratitude is a natural expression almost in that next moment, or that that's really the path to it. Pretty powerful. Gita and then Nanda Shakti, thanks for raising your hand. On a, mundane, on a mundane level, uh, the sutra is um, captured by a phrase from Angela Mayo. Others have said it, but the phrase is, uh, people don't remember the words you say to them, but they remember the tone or the feeling behind the words. Mm. And so to me, that's a form of, you know, the energy uh, coming through the... So that's what uh, jumped out at me. 
Absolutely. And is that something you sort of work with a little bit when you are, I know you are, you give presentations and you've been like in the healthcare business and you've probably been standing in front of people trying to say something that really matters to you. And so is that something that you sort of work with internally in those settings? Uh, yes. And uh, if things get off balance, uh, mm. things, you can just watch things fall apart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and feel it. So, um, yeah. So it's really important to to pay attention to where what's going on internally before you start speaking. It's a good sutra. Thanks, Gita. That's really practical sort of advice and interpretation. That's really helpful. I'm sorry, Nanda Devi. I said Nanda Shakti, but Devi and Shakti are sort of similar concepts. But you're up. I have a question. Did you say who turns the wheel or how the wheel is turned? Hmm. What do you, what did you feel? I felt, I felt the wheel turns on its own and it's just whether or not I'm clued into the process or versus being distracted by the external world. It sounds perfect to me, you know, and I think that that's that effortless effort, that non-doership that we're seeking. It's like, what's the effort? You said it's already turning, but there was something you had to do, right? So it's like, okay, the wheel may be turning, but for me to be a part of that experience, I do have to do something. And um, I think, did you say not space out or something? Something to that level it was sim something sort of simple just sort of like and as we all know like surrender is just letting go of something it's not having to build a whole house or you know it's just letting go like that zen story where the student asked the teacher how will i ever let go of the thoughts in my mind and the student was leaning against the tree while he was asking his teacher that and the teacher was like as soon as you learn to let that as soon as you are able to have that tree let go of you right now and students like what do you mean i'm just leaning on the tree it's not holding on to me you know and that the teacher's like yeah you know these we're sort of holding on to these thoughts so our work is to let go of them so if that's helpful as far as understanding how to turn the wheel that you know that's sort of our part in it but i think you bring up a, in uh, a critical point which is that the wheel is turning within us already i feel like that's the teaching babaji's been handing us over these last few months yogita i was reading in one of my ayurveda books today and it was talking about uh putting love in your food that um, we've heard Baba talk about this before, but I was thinking about the inner and the outer of, of being able to cultivate the inner and make it um, where you can actually taste the difference of the food. Mm. It makes you never want to go to a fast food restaurant. <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, that seems 
It's true. It, it was talking about think about something that your mother made and how much better you make you use the same recipe but it may not have tasted the same way that your mother is mother's did, even though it was the same ingredients mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so. absolutely yeah you i feel like you've talked about being on the the you know the sewing machine and baba told you that the sound of the sewing machine is ohm and you know and that or i forget the exact quote you used but and how you put that into your your sewing and how that was like a teaching you were you were given yeah mm -hmm. yeah that, that he could feel what what i was feeling you know mm -hmm. so it made, it made me it made me do a lot of mantra yeah yeah yeah, and I think it's a practice that if if the individual does it, the rewards are pretty instantaneous. It feels it's like obvious. Um, but for someone who's just sort of, you know, on the fence about, you know, I don't know if that's true and, you know, blah, blah. Yeah, they probably won't taste the difference. And I think that's an important part of the sutra is that it does say that this is really the kind of teaching these kind of teachings are given between a teacher and a student in a setting that's really appropriate for both, you know, that, um, like the teaching you got from Baba, that direct mm -hmm. teaching from Baba in that moment was probably so powerful compared to if you, you could read that in a book and be like, ah, maybe, maybe not, you know, for someone mm -hmm. else who's not used to that. Because the inner content. Hi. Hey. Um, so that story with Yogita and the sewing machine reminds me a lot of uh, another story that I had with Baba where I was cutting some parsley, like fresh parsley from the garden. And, and he just like sat down next to me in the kitchen and was just chatting. And I was just like, oh my God, this parsley smells so good. Like, like it was like the most fresh smell I'd ever smell in my life. Like, and it was cool because he really was there with me kind of, he was like, yeah, it smells so good, doesn't it? Like it was just, I don't know, he just got really present. <laughs> and um, that sewing machine story reminded me of that. And it kind of reminds me of this whole class and like what we're talking about. And um. But what comes to mind is this is bodhicitta whenever we are talking about like knowledge and sharing energy it just feels like when you tap into bodhicitta you're kind of like tapping into that knowledge or that like deeper shakti in yourself and and that is feels like you're you are giving in a lot of ways to people um or to the energy around you more so i guess but anyway yeah perfect parallel did you want to come in perfect parallel you know i think that the bodhicitta practice has really swept through our sangha and has given people a glimpse of this concept in such a visceral just in their heart direct way and i think that's a part of the excitement and why it's been so 
just fulfilling. Um, so yeah, thank you for sort of bringing those two concepts together here. Cause I think we all have a very palpable feeling of bodhicitta. And um, I even heard a lot of people say it was like one of their new year's resolutions at the new year's intensive to cultivate that on a daily basis. So the sutras agree. They're all on, all on the same board. Well, we are entering into that final phase of class. Um, try to get um, a meditation in that feels significant and, and fulfilling. Um, and if there's any final questions or comments, I would love to answer them on Marco Polo, but um, or via email if you if you have that option to just send that in. But um, let's let's settle into our seat. Uh, adjust it, right? Move around a little, roll your shoulders out. Be helpful to swallow to allow the pathway of the breath to go easily past the throat towards the heart. And just try to lighten your grip on this wheel as Nanda Devi reminded us, this wheel is already turning. Our work is not to turn the wheel per se, but to really get ourselves in this turning of the wheel. And so as you breathe, for example, breathe with as little effort as you can, but use a little effort. Smooth out your breath, make it even. And ask yourself, what's the minimum amount of effort I can use right now? Occasionally swallow, opening that pathway to the heart. And allow each breath to guide you towards the heart. And then as you exhale with a minimum effort, try to remain in your heart. actually connecting with and feeling your breath, feeling this play of effort and observation. This is how the wheel turns.
Let yourself relax along the spine, relax along the shoulders while remaining aware. If your practice is usually in the heart, you can stay there. And if you've been taught the circular breath, you can bring that awareness down the front of the body to the navel. And then as you exhale, allow it to complete the revolution going around the base and up the back to the crown. Allowing your energy to Circulate just like a wheel.
At the end of your exhale, allow your attention to reside in the crown. Let it accumulate there. And with each inhale, just open, as so many of us have said tonight, open to the possibility of your awareness gliding down the front of the body, through the heart, to the navel, and then simply wrapping and rising up naturally and effortlessly to the crown. And allow that slight smile to emanate deeply, barely registering on the face. And you just sort of see how this feels after working inside in a subtle way. And you can open up to that gratitude like a flower in the heart. 
let yourself breathe into it like nectar at the base of a flower. And just offer that nectar up as we conclude our practice, storing that energy, that merit energetically as you offer it up out of the crown of the head. Just taking a moment to feel within to your state of being. Remember, the sutra is only about growth. There's no judgment whatsoever. And that at any time during our day, the simple act of just checking in, is my wheel turning? Or another way of saying it that works for you could be a very valuable asset to you to help you get you out of the thoughts, the emotions that usually turn us around and around and allow you to simply get your energy moving inside and to help you rise to a new level in your practice. Thanks again for being here. This class wouldn't exist without each one of you. Namaste. You have a wonderful rest of your night and week. Look forward to seeing you all again next week. Yeah.